0: You you mentioned some of the research that were done with, you know, uh, flight cycle, birth, and all that for um, for Dragon. Uh, Is this part of the process something that you actually uh, enjoyed, or for you it was more like, okay, well, let's do the homework, the homework first, so we're able to to do it. Because therefore, some that is like this exploration phase is like the the most fun part, and for others, it's just like, oh, can I can I just animate now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's it's all about um, in order for me to feel like I can do my job effectively, I have to have that knowledge base underneath mm-hmm. it because otherwise I'm going to be bogged down in the mechanics and not be thinking about the performance. And so for me, that learning period is, is really engaging and entertaining for me because I'm learning new information. And that's one of the things I always liked about animation was that you kind of had to know a little bit of all disciplines to be mm-hmm. able to do it. You know, all art forms, like like, you can't just go like, all right, go make somebody dance. It's Like, well, now I gotta go figure out how do you dance or like, what is the right kind of dance and how does their body move and why? And so, cause otherwise I, at least I found for me, if I don't do that, then I'm not allowing myself to get to the true essence of the acting of the performance. Cause I'm just too worried about, does this leg go here or here? Like, how does it work mechanically? So I think, Especially at that point in my career, it's like really about understanding that if it's quadrupeds, then okay, and what kind of quadruped? Okay, I got to figure out how does their rhythm naturally work? You know, it's like if it's a, a mammoth for, for ice age, it's like, oh, there's a period of time when all the feet are on the ground traveling together. There's not always, you know, on the back feet or front feet, there'll be like a feet worth traveling on both sides, wait, on one side together. You know, whereas other animals might always have a foot up in the air, you know, or like birds, like, oh, so much of their movement is coming from the slight angle changes Camera on the wings. But then the the tail is there also to help, you know, and where can I use those? Yeah, it just doesn't detract from it.
0: Yeah, we had a... We, uh, we're running some stream that we answer uh, uh, a few questions. And one that we had uh, recently was about the how do we use a reference in, in general? Because yeah. we've seen, especially when you're teaching or you're looking at Showreel, you see some reference that it's literally like rotoscopy, that they copied exactly uh, what it is. And other shows you, you don't need even understand where, how is this Reference have been influencing this animation because there's no. Uh, so how is it for you now, and maybe how did it evolve uh, uh, over time? Mm-hmm. The the use of reference.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'll start off by saying, like, I think some of those where they've really diverged from the reference. Some of them are stylistically; they've just diverged, and some of them probably got noted away from their reference, also. Mm-hmm. You know, just through yeah. the iterations with supervisors and directors. Yeah. Um, for me, reference. Let's see. Well, I started shooting reference in college for sure and used it, Um, and I think my general relationship with reference has stayed broadly the same, where it's like, I will shoot reference until I find something I'm happy with, and then I will put it up. You know, when I was starting out, there was no bringing it into Maya, so it was just in a quick time next to it that I would time out with a stopwatch and write down notes, Uh, but now you can have it in Maya. Um, But basically, I would grab the main key poses from that reference, uh, translate them into the 3D, as a general first pass, then I would go back over those poses and be like, "How can I push these poses to be a more appealing version or a more readable version, fitting within whatever the style is of the show you're working on?" So if it's Rise of the Guardians, you might be favoring naturalistic behavior over readability sometimes. You know, you might make the poses a little less readable in its silhouette because that's not the driver it's the performance within versus like a blue sky thing where it's like okay i need to or a disney thing i need to push the graphic appeal make it readable from the silhouette and also not having overlapping things that are, are mess, muddying up the image so i do a pass at that on those main poses then depending on the show and what the needs of the shot are i will start breaking down what the motion is between those and i usually it kind of approaches it a little bit of like from a layered standpoint in the way that I'm observing it, meaning that, like, I'll look at the root of the character, you know, their hips, and be like, how are they mechanically moving? What's that doing to the hips? What do I want to grab from that to put into my shot? And then I'll work my way up the chain of the body to the chest and then the head until I have a decent blocking that I'm feeling good about. After that point, usually the reference turns off. And then from that point to the end of the shot, I'm just kind of seeing it as what it is on the screen. And how can I push it? How can I push and pull it? What's the performance? Is this not actually reading? Did I overcomplicate things? Do I need to strip stuff out? You know, that kind of thing. And that's been my process generally through my whole career. The only thing that's changed is when I was at Blue Sky, I did more thumbnailing. Mm. And as I've progressed in my career, I do less thumbnailing. And I think part of that I've just found that I just get frustrated with the time I'm spending doing the thumbnails like I could already be posing it out in the computer and then I would have a version I could push and pull from there so like why not just start there. That works for most shows. I feel like if you're going into a very graphic show and definitely not a reference heavy show then you know then I'll bring the thumbnailing back because it's a necessity to start thinking things and like rhythms and shape languages more than mechanics Mm -hmm. and then so then I'll start there. Um, but yeah, I usually always start with reference and I'll say when I started out my career, it would be like sitting in a reference room for 45 minutes to an hour, doing the same line over (laughs) and over again. And then picking, choosing little bits of each one and cutting them together. And I think as I've gone in my career and I I honestly taking an improv class, I guess brought it for me was just having confidence in your choices and knowing that basically any idea you do will ultimately work once you put it through the whole machinery of Mm -hmm. your, your process. And so now my reference shooting time is like maybe five to 10 minutes. And then I'll be like, yes, yeah, one of these will work. And then I'll pick the one. And then, you know, I just not live or die by my reference. It's like a starting point, you know. That's so a huge it,
0: statement. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to ask you, think it's because you got way better at it or because you you don't suffer from analysis paralysis anymore when you're
1: going and, and looking yeah, at those different options? I think it's analysis paralysis. I think, honestly, it was it was the, like, improv class, like, you know, somebody said, oh, go take improv. And I personally didn't enjoy improv um, a little bit more introverted on the spot in groups. It's not really my not really my thing. But what I took away from it that I really liked was like, oh, these people are just making a choice in the moment. And then they've got to make it That's work. Right. You know, they have to live or die by that choice. And there's no really going back. And then when I just, for whatever reason, after I started shooting reference, again, after taking that class, I just started just trusting in my choices more and being like, cool, this will work. You know, and I had this understanding for myself for a long time was that throw away your first idea, throw away your second idea. These are going to be your generic ideas and then keep going, keep mining until you find the thing. And for me, whatever reason, there was a light bulb at some point that going like, yes, be mindful of what's cliche, but also don't necessarily throw away that initial idea, because what may seem obvious to you may be original to everybody else. You know, because you all bring your own personality, your own style to things. And so just because it seems like, oh, yeah, that's the obvious cliche thing, take a step back and look and like, is it really a cliche a cliche thing or is it just the way I do things? And would that be a unique thing? And sometimes it works. Other times you're like, no, no, I shouldn't be doing this like ten times in my shot, or you know whatever it is, but